It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am the host and uh, well, have been for a lot of years now. And uh, enjoy so much spending this time with this radio audience on Sunday mornings just talking about the church. I say this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. The glorious church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. And this is show number, let's see, 1,000. 107. That's a lot of talking over all these years. And you might wonder, so Pastor King, how did you get all of these guests that you had on the show all these years? And the truth of the matter is, is that I have to just be diligent about it. That's all. Because I contact people most of the time just out of the clear. They don't know who I am. They don't really know a whole lot about me. Sometimes they've heard the show. Sometimes they haven't. Sometimes they've heard the show, but they don't identify with it. And then they, they later they'll come to the studio and they say, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard you on the radio before, but somehow or another it just didn't register. But it doesn't matter. You see, in order to do something like this for 20-some years, you have to be tenacious you just have to just be willing to stick with it you can't get your feelings hurt if somebody turns you down you just go to the next person and then sometimes you have to work around their schedules and sometimes they have things come up and something you schedule doesn't happen you just have to just keep on going and I'm saying that to anybody who may be interested in uh, jumping in the fire. And of course, nowadays, podcasts have become so popular. And there's a lot of people just doing podcasts and, and uh, getting audiences and listening to them. And so, especially in the Christian realm, I say, hey, jump in. But uh, do keep in mind, and I always tell this to people who say, hey, Pastor King, I've been thinking about getting in the radio. I say, hey, that's great, but let's keep in mind. It's not as easy as it may appear to be. And if you're not a tenacious person <laughs> to do this type of show, there are other types of shows that may be a little bit different in the, the way it operates or whatever, but to do a talk show and you, and you want to have guests on your show, you have to work at it. But uh, it's rewarding because uh, if you joined me last Sunday morning, then you got a treat, didn't you? <laughs> that was a great show. A uh, young man who just uh, didn't know that he didn't know. <laughs> it's just that simple. His name is Sean Kane. And um, grew up right here in Tallahassee. Talks about he was in gangs and uh, just doing some bad stuff. God got out of his heart and uh, called him. Uh, when, when he got saved, he got called to the ministry at the same time. 
And God told him, he says, I want you to go to Uganda, and I don't want you to take any money with you. Don't take a change of clothes with you. You just get on the plane and go. And he did. <laughs> and uh, it's a wonderful story of God's provision. You can uh, find that show on the podcast. That would be 1,106. Just go to Pastor Jack King on the podcast. Just type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. Then the podcast will come up, and it will probably be uh, the first one there. But you can find it, and uh, it's just amazing. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It took a while to work that out, but we were able to get Sean on the on the show. And there have been others. There have been others. It's, it's schedules. People's schedules are busy. But uh, And maybe you're out there and you're involved in Christian ministry and you, and you like to tell people about it. You just got a burning in your heart. Just want to tell people all about it. Well, here's your opportunity right here. We'll get you on the show. Call me, area code 850-567-1703. I'm Pastor Jack King. We pre-record the shows. If I can, I'd like to do them on Tuesday evening. But uh, we can work with you. And um, you come here, take about a couple of hours. By the time I get you in here and we do a little pre-show interview and kind of get to know you a little bit, and then we just kick it off and say, Holy Spirit, you just lead and uh, we'll follow. And that's the way it works. And we'll get it on the air for you. So give me a call and, hey, let's talk about what you're doing. Because if you don't tell the story, then who's going to tell it for you? Well, we're going to tell it for you right here on the gospel, on the radio talk show. Now, I'm also a pastor. I pastor Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We're in a storefront there. And we had a young man recently who came on a Sunday morning. And uh, he said, well, it's a little hard to find, even though we're right there on Capital Circle. There's cars just zipping by. But yet we're just a little bit off the street, and the sign is very small, and a lot of people don't see us. But on Sunday morning, we put a big sign out there. And so we'd love to see you. 11.05 is the start time, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza, F-R-C-M dot U-S. You can go to the web and find us there. We'd love to see you and your family. Bring them to Sunday school. That starts at 10. And, well, we just love to meet you. Bring the family out to Freedom Road Christian Ministry. Now, the last time that I was with you, and we didn't have a guest in the studio, this is, I, I enjoy these times because we just get to talk. And I get to share things on my heart. And a lot of times I'll pick up on uh, uh, things that are happening around the world because keep in mind that everything we do here on the gospel on the radio talk show has to do with the church. That's our theme. We are a church triumphant, alive and well. And the things that we will discuss here are things that has to do with the church and how it affects your family, my family, your congregation, my congregation, people who walk in faith. But I have observed something, and I didn't really think about it as a whole in the beginning. 
But as time has gone on, I've begun to just notice something. I've been listening to talk radio for a long time. And uh, I listen to a lot of the big talkers. And then I listen to some of the local people here, too. And uh, I've noticed that there's been a greater boldness of some of the uh, more known talkers and even some of the local ones to talk about faith. Because it seemed to me like that forever that that was just taboo for a, a talk show, a secular talk show host to even mention God or mention faith or even to say to the radio audience that they were, were believers. But I've just noticed this trend in the last oh, year, maybe a couple of years. A lot of them are starting to talk more about their faith, about being a Christian, to, to come right on out and say, I'm a Christian. Well, I'm thankful for that. I'm, I applaud that. Of course, for me, um, even though I've been on secular radio, I spent 14 years on ESPN on Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock. But everybody knew who I was. As far as if you listen to me, you know I'm a preacher of the gospel. I don't have a bit of problem expressing my faith and my belief in God. I believe that God is. And uh, I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So you hear, you've heard it. <laughs> Freely make my confession that I believe that if a person wants to go to heaven, it's through Christ Jesus. As Scripture has declared that there is no other name under heaven and earth whereby men may be saved except through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So that clears that up. <laughs> you have no doubt where I stand on, on all of these things that has to do with faith. But I've noticed that uh, a lot of the big-name talkers are talking faith. And I've been listening uh, here lately, uh, uh, Preston Scott here local, uh, great Great uh, talker. I mean, he's he has a wonderful voice. I've always, even back when he used to just do commercials and stuff, I was man, that's a great voice. Great voice for radio. And, of course, he's also done television as well. And he is a believer. I, I've known that. But to hear lately, listen to some of his spots that he's doing, just pulling from his show, uh, he's been very bold about the things of faith. And uh, because... Things are changing in this old world in which we're living. Because not only are finally <laughs> the Christians are getting bold to speak out, uh, the devil's crowd, they've been bold for a long time. But there's always been this uh, seemingly uh, veiled attempt to kind of hide who they really are and who the devil really is and what he's really all about and try to disguise themselves. Well, it would seem that in many, many ways that disguise has been removed and it's just very, very clear the evil that is exposed and a seeming that Society has just said, oh, yeah, here we go. that's cool, that's cool. 
Uh, men can uh, pretend like they're a woman and go into a a lady's uh, dressing room or restroom and just stand there and like a uh, well look look uh, I'm not really a man I'm I'm really a woman but really I'm just here to look at the women. Well, it's like people would just excuse that and say, well, you know, that's just the way it is. And people would just say, oh, yeah, that's the way it is. Well, here's one. <laughs> this is me. No, that's not right. And I don't care what you tell me. I'm not stupid. I know what I know. And so I'm not going to, to just... So, well, that's just the way the world is. Now, no, no. I boldly proclaim that I believe in the Bible. And the Bible teaches me that that type of behavior is just wrong. But here's the thing. And uh, I think one of the things that's, that's got me kind of on the, the trend that I'm about to go on here is that uh, just reading the Scripture and I'm a daily Bible reader. I have been for many, many years. And I don't miss a day just spending some time in the scriptures. And I have a schedule that I follow through. And it just so happens that in my daily schedule, uh, we've been teaching and I've been reading in the book of First and Second Peter and came to the third chapter of Second Peter. And Peter is talking about the day of the Lord. And then, along with this in my readings, it's also taken me to the Revelation. And so, now I, I just finished this morning the uh, 22 chapters. I didn't read them all this morning, but in the process, I finished reading through the Revelation again. So this brings this all fresh in my mind, that uh, the day of the Lord, the coming of the Lord. And it, it would almost seem like the church has just forgot because you don't hear much about it. But Scripture teaches, it's very clear through Scripture, that there will come a day when God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ will end this church age because that's where we are. That's where we are now. We are in the church age, the age in which God sent the Holy Spirit to dwell on this earth on the day of Pentecost. We find it recorded in the second chapter of Acts when the Holy Ghost came to dwell in the church, thus ushering in the church age. And we've been in this church age through all of these generations now. A very privileged time in which to be alive. But Scripture tells us that God's going to wrap up this church age and he's going to take the church out. Now, when some people hear that, they think, you Christians, you Christians are just wildly crazy. You believe, you really believe that Christians are just going to disappear. They're just going to be taken up. 
And yes, because it's in the Bible. It's very clearly talking. Of course, uh, here in the, the third chapter, Second Peter, Peter talks about this. And he talks about what I've described as being the day of the Lord. He says, knowing that there shall come in those last days scoffers. He says, walking after their own lust. In other words, making fun of uh, us Christians for believing such a thing. And, uh, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were for the beginning of the creation. Now, when Peter wrote these words, uh, I'm not sure exactly the timetable, but 50 years, perhaps maybe, maybe less from the time that uh, the Lord had gone into heaven. And already the church was getting restless. And said, well, we've been hearing about the Lord coming back, but he hasn't returned. And uh, I understand, and I've been told this before, different teachers, that there were some even in those days that they didn't even want to go to work. They were just waiting. They were just, they were just on waiting, and, and uh, so they just were just there, just sitting and waiting. And uh, the leaders of the church had to rebuke them and say, no, 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 you can't do that. Because we don't know when he's going to come. The scripture tells us that no man knows the day or the hour in which the Lord is going to come except the Father. He says, even the Son doesn't know. So he says, you can't just be sitting around just waiting, but yet you have to be prepared in your heart for the reality that Christ Jesus is going to return to this earth. And when he does, he's going to establish his kingdom. And those who are believers, he's going to take them out. Because the things that's going to follow are going to be very, very difficult. And uh, I said this on my daily broadcast this week. Is that I am of the mindset of what we call pre-tribulation rapture. And the word that we use is rapture, which simply means taking up. You won't find that in the Bible. And, uh, but the concept is taught throughout Scripture. And I'm just looking at the age and uh, uh, the coming of the age of the time when Christ Jesus is going to call his church home. Well, one of the things that uh, I'm very mindful of, if you never tuned in on Saturday nights to the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, that's a show that I do. And uh, we play a full hour of Southern Gospel music. And uh, we got the whole thing. We got the twang. We got the guitars and the mandolins and the fiddles and the steel guitars and the banjos. We got them all. And uh, all these great singers. And one thing that's a very much alive in gospel music is singing about the coming of the Lord. And they're not shy about it. And they keep the whole thing alive. <laughs> this is a tribute quartet. It's called the meeting in the middle of the air. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. But you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe 
that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. That's Bible. I've just read to you First Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. I've just read to you the scripture. And what the tribute quartet was just singing about, about this great, great meeting in the Lord, or in the air. And he says that uh, whether alive or breathing, we're all going to go. So that's the scripture. So again, I'm, I'm looking at all these things as I see society, and uh, and I'm understanding that what Peter refers to here in the third chapter of Second uh, Peter, he says they're walking after their own lust. Well, in these uh, Sunday morning shows, when I don't have a guest in the studio, and I've just been talking, if you've been listening, you've been hearing me just pointing out the things that I see and observe. Now, come real close to your radio. I'm about to tell you something. And uh, this may be that thing that you're just going to label me as just a crazy old man. But I have believed for some time there's power behind the throne. And when I say the throne, I'm talking about those who, it would seem that these are the ones that are in charge, but yet I get a sense that they're really not. And that there are those who are planning and plotting. And uh, I know that sounds radical. It's also disturbing. But uh, I just have this sense. But I also believe that there is a reckoning for evil. I just do. I just do. And uh, the last time we were together here, just talking about these things, and I was talking about how that, okay, we're seeing a, a change in leadership in Washington, D.C. And I, I think I've made a plane over the years that I don't, I don't plan and plot my life by what happens in Washington, D.C. because that's just, uh, that's way too risky. I put my faith in God and I, I walk one step after another. And say, Lord, you, you, you lead my paths and you lead me to what is good and what is righteous and what is holy. But, uh, that doesn't mean I don't see and I'm not aware. 
And I do believe that there is a, uh, let's say, uh, reaping what you sow. And the Bible talks about this. You reap what you sow. And a lot of times people think that they're doing things and they're, they can just hide it. So we, we've had a change in somewhat in the government and we've seen the, this uh, more conservative party come to power and saying that they're going to investigate and they're, gonna, they're going to uh, kind of give us a glimpse of some things. And I said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay with that when I see it. But I, uh, I'm just measured in my desire to just uh, hang on to what may be false hope. But I do believe that these things speak of the times in which we live. And it causes me to question, Lord, are these signs of your coming? Are these uh, indicators saying that it's getting closer to what Scripture tells us about, about the ending of the church age and the church being taken out, those who are walking close and living a life that they have a relationship with the Savior, which would usher in a time that um, it's going to be rough. It was was referred to as the uh, tribulation period. But this day, described as being the the day of the Lord, it's going to be miraculous. Now, I told my congregation this at Freedom Road, just a reminder. If you have any doubt in your mind that this could happen and that there are scriptural uh, things to back it up, then I would advise you to go to the book of Matthew and read during the time of the crucifixion of Christ because when Jesus died on that cross, Matthew tells us that people came out of the graves you read it. And the first time you read it in the book of Matthew, you'll be, I've never seen that before, but it's there. That literally, people came out of the graves and went into the city, the scripture says. And I'm assuming they went to visit some relatives. But that tells you that resurrection power has great potential. And uh, that will be a miraculous day. And the home land quartet's going to tell us all about it. There were three men we all know. Their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God's just turning the page. (laughs) I like that. God's just turning the page. And I believe that that's kind of what I'm thinking. Matter of fact, I know that's what I'm thinking. God's just turning the page right now. And uh, it talks about kneel down and pray, and the Lord will save you this day. And I believe that is 
Wow. And uh, I remember the first time I ever heard about these things. And it's interesting that I had been in church all my life. And I actually, I was uh, 16, actually maybe, yeah, 17 years old. And uh, a former pastor from our church in uh, Sunrise, Kentucky, at the Sunrise Christian Church, he came back to Old Revival. And uh, he preached that sermon that night, changed my whole direction of life because I told my friends, uh, these young men that I'd grown up with, my, I don't know, all my life, and we were all at the age now to where we had cars and we were heading down to the Kincaid Lake State Park down near Falmouth, Kentucky. We were going to spend the night down there and go camping. And uh, we did, but uh, on the way there, I told those gentlemen, I said, uh, I don't know what you guys are going to do with your life, but I know what I've got to do with mine. And that was the night that I surrendered to the ministry, even though I pretty much know that's where I was going my whole life, but it just, that confirmed it. And, uh, of course, yeah, that was um, getting close to, well, 50 years, actually more than 50 years ago. And uh, it's just like they were saying here in Second uh, Peter, said, people said, well, uh, what about the coming of the Lord? We've been hearing about this for a long time. Has nothing happened? And here it has been 50 years since I heard that sermon. God still hasn't returned, but that doesn't mean he's not going to. And it's very possible. That's just like what the uh, uh, Homeland Quartet was singing about. God's just turning the page. Because I do believe that there are things that are happening. And, and the thing about it, I mentioned a few minutes ago, is that we find this uh, time the Lord takes the church out, and then it ushers in the, the full evil of what is referred to as Antichrist. And I believe, and of course this goes back to uh, Pastor Gene Atkins, my pastor in Pensacola at the Open Bible Church, who used to preach about the coming of the Lord a lot, and I tell you what, he had his congregation sitting on ready. <laughs> I mean, we, we were fully convinced that God's coming the next day because he, he, he fired us up. But he used to preach about the economic system of Antichrist. And, of course, it's all based around this, what we would now come to realize as a computer symbols, 666. We didn't know that years ago, but, but we're pretty convinced now because of the whole uh, computer age. But this all has to do with an economic system. In other words, you will not be able to participate in the economic system of society unless you participate to the point to where you take the number. And uh, <laughs> I tell you what, that just raises something up in me. And, I, and everything, everything in our society now says, you, you, better, you better join this, you better join this. Uh, and I got a thing from my uh, insurance company that I've been with for well over 40 some years, 45 years more. And now they're saying, uh, you've got to sign up and you've got to do this, and you've got to do this in order to be able to continue with your 
health insurance or your auto insurance. And, of course, health insurance is the same way. And everything is telling us you're going to have to get in the system. And, uh, ooh, I'm telling you what, that all just gets my hackles up because it's more and more drawing you in to the point to where you don't even resist anymore. And when it comes to that point where they say, look, if you want to participate in this economic system, you will become a part of the computer code, 666. And you'll have it branded on you, either on your forehead or on your forearm, and you won't have a choice if you want to eat, if you want to be able to survive in this world. See, that's all a part of it. And that's why the scripture teaches that, uh, well, you better walk close to the Lord because if God decides it's time to wrap this thing up and you're, you're no longer, uh, well, you know, you're no longer here with the church in the church age and you're subject to this system, well, there are those who will survive through the tribulation time and come out as believers. But it's uh, very, very difficult times. And in the, in the Revelation, in chapter number 9, verse 6, it says, In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death will flee from them. And uh, this here in chapter 9, it talks about the opening of the bottomless pit and these locusts that come out. And these things are just horrible. And they they sting people. And uh, the torture is just unbelievable and is described. And these are just pure satanic evil. And they will be on the earth. And uh, I said, people, I said, they just said, Lord, let, let, let us die, but death won't come. And so, God has made a way for his church, his beloved bride, to escape all of these things and just be ushered in and then not even to be a part of the thousand-year reign after the the, the uh, tribulation and the millennial, millennial reign, but just to be with the Lord and to, to be in his presence during all of this time. So this great uh, event that the Scripture talks about for the church, I want to be a part of that. And I, I just think it's just going to be cool to go flying through the air to meet the Lord. The Parrish family, they're singing about it. They're talking about heaven's grand opening. Your gospel music talks a lot about this. Any day. Heaven's grand opening could happen any day. That was the parish family, and uh, that lady that was singing there, her name is Keisha, Keisha Parish. And I told you a couple weeks ago, 
In fact, I, I did a rebroadcast here on the show of the show that I did with them. They came down from Bainbridge, Georgia, to sit down with me, and we had a great show, great interview. And uh, I thought, well, I'll just replay that for you, and then they'll be there, she'll be there at the American Legion that night, which was the 1st of January. And so I was so excited about going and seeing uh, Makisha and her I don't know whether Ronnie would be with her or not, but uh, got over there, and uh, something else was going on. It wasn't a gospel sing. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but uh, there was a note on the door that said that it had been uh, postponed and that she was scheduled to be there on the 22nd of January, and that's uh, tonight. And so you might want to make your way over to the American Legion and uh Hear this lady sing. I tell you what, there is just such an anointing when she sings. It's just amazing. It really is. She's a woman of faith. She believes what she sings. And uh, every time I've ever heard her sing, I've just felt the anointing of God. And so, anyway, that's just uh, something for you to know. But see, she's singing about these things that we're talking about here today. In this age, the coming of the age, is it time? Well, I know that there have been times throughout gener- the generations that people have thought, man, this has got to be it. And I, I've i just recently finished a, a book that was uh, World War II. Actually, it was talking about the World War II era, but it's talking about a reporter who was uh, tracking down uh, an SS man, and he was he was a part of that evil uh, society that were running those concentration camps and those ghettos, and uh, just describing what it was like during those days of the the German people and the and the Jewish people, and uh, I would just imagine that they thought, surely this is the coming of the Lord. I mean, the society has gotten so evil, it just cannot continue. And there have been many generations who have thought the same thing. And uh, now we look around things and we go, yeah, this is this got bad. But uh, we don't know. Is this it? Is God about to wrap it up? It could be. The question is, is it... Um, where are we as individuals? Where are you? Where am I? And uh, Peter even asked this question in the third chapter of Second Peter. He says, uh, considering these things, what kind of lives should we live? That's his question. So considering these things, what kind of life should we live? Well, I think that we should live a life of prayer and a life of the study of the Word of God and just preparing our hearts to meet the Savior. And uh, I just think that's a good admonition. But I wanted to to read to you here. Again, this is in the Revelation, talking about these, these locusts that are going to come up out of the bottomless pit. And it says, The shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared to battle, their heads, there were crowns like gold, and their faces were the faces of men. They had hair as the hair of a woman. They had teeth like lions. And they had on breastplates of iron, 
and the sounds of their wings were the sounds of horses running to battle. And they had tails like a scorpions. And there was stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. They had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, which name is in the Hebrew tongue Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue Apollyon. And I remember one time reading that, and they said he was, he was Abaddon, and he was. And you can imagine people were someplace else and they heard that noise. They knew what was coming. They knew these, these creatures were coming and that they had power to sting. And this is when it's described as saying that people would just cry and say, Lord, just take us. Let us die. But said, death will not come. And that's that time that I'm just preparing you that you don't have to be a part of this. If you have not made your peace with God, then uh, he's ready to hear you. And uh, just a simple prayer. Lord, Father, God, forgive me. Save my soul. Let Jesus Christ come into my heart and let me be led by the Spirit of God and by the Holy Spirit. Lord God, thank you for your blessings. And oh my goodness, God is faithful, and uh, he loves you. That's the thing that you need to know, is that God loves you. Whether you are a person who confesses Christ and confesses God or not, that does not change the fact that God loves you. And I think it's hard for people to accept sometimes, especially somebody who's been out of faith or never really been in faith, and they say, well, you know, I've done some real bad things in my life. And I assure you that God knows all about that. But he's willing to forgive. And that's the beautiful thing about Christianity and what we teach is God's great forgiveness. And uh, I told you that if you were to find yourself in, in uh you're alive, and you realize what Pastor King is talking about has happened, and you're left behind, and there will be many who will. See, what it is is there's a lot of uh, people, and they're just kind of teetering. And, and actually, the revelation refers to it as being lukewarm. They're not cold, they're not hot. In other words, they're not in denial. They don't deny God. They're just not paying much attention to it. And that could be a, a, a wooing in their heart and God just kind of just kind of testing your heart. But you put up your defense forces and you're just not letting you're just not allowing the Holy Spirit to come in. Those are the ones on the fence that'll be left behind. But they'll know. They'll know they've been left behind because they've had enough teaching, enough instruction to know that they've missed it. And they're the ones whose lamps are not trimmed and burning because their fuel ran out and uh, they went off. This is what Jesus described in the parable that he told. He says they, 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 they weren't expecting him to delay his coming. And they ran out of fuel and they said to the ones who had 
planted. They said, give us some of yours. They said, no. And so they went off to the marketplace to try to buy more fuel. And when they came back, then the bridegroom had come and those who had been prepared went in to be with the bridegroom. And this is what Jesus is describing to us in this story or parable. And you might be that person that uh, you say, well, he's delayed his coming. And I've heard about all this stuff, but I don't really believe it. Or maybe you have a flicker of belief in your heart. And then the trumpet sounds and the church is gone. And you realize that you are left behind. And all of a sudden, you start reading the scriptures because you want to know what's, what's going to happen now. Because uh, I didn't prepare myself for the coming of the Lord. And, and uh, now I'm one of those that have been left behind. And, uh, and it says in Revelation 7, verse 10, And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne of their faces and worshiped God, saying amen and blessing. And um, it says to them, well, who, who are these people? Who are these people that John is describing here in his revelation of Jesus Christ? And it said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. And uh, now they're standing in faith. But the economic system is against them. They have not taken the mark of the beast. But they're having a tough time. And uh, what I'm simply saying to you, dads, what about your family? Have you prepared your family? Have you talked to them about these things? Your wife and your children. What about your own soul? What about your own heart? If the Lord Jesus were to return at this very, very moment, where would you be? Where would you be? And like I say, I'm, I'm a preacher of the gospel. It's my responsibility just to tell you the reality. It's Gold City. It's called the Midnight Cry. young man who wrote that song his parents were the day family they were are, are great gospel singers but he'd gotten away from the Lord and uh, but he got saved and renewed his life and uh, God gave him that song and he he wrote it and sung it and it has great power and great meaning the midnight cry Father in the name of Jesus I pray with this radio audience God if there be one who's they're walking outside of faith. I pray that the Holy Spirit would just go and just begin to minister to their hearts. And Lord God, show them reality of who Christ Jesus is and the blessed, wonderful ministry of the Holy Spirit. Speak to them, O God, and bring them to you. Father, I pray over the churches, pastors. I pray for America. And I pray for peace in this world and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.